0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time for me to record for all the podcast listeners around the world, a personalized championship audio or video introduction. Special offers now are available at BruceBuffer.com, plus more personalized audios and videos for all special occasions, such as weddings, birthdays, baby births, podcast intros, special business and corporate events, and much more as your wish is my command. Check it out. Let me do them for you. Go to BruceBuffer.com and send in your requests now.
2: Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. Are- At Jewelers Mutual,
1: we're a little obsessed with jewelry. Obsessed like auctioneers with Talking Fast. fifty Pop stars with Auto-Tune. And dentists with asking questions so, how did he propose? after they've put their hands mm, in your mouth. What? Great. Yes, we've made jewelry our obsession for over 100 years. We love it so much, we named our kids Ruby, Amber, and Opal.
2: Venti soy latte for Opal?
1: At Jewelers Mutual, we insure jewelry and only jewelry, which is why people who are also obsessed with jewelry trust us with theirs. Bye. It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas, where UFC 246 and Conor McGregor are coming, we are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about, but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry, we will voice it for you. This is 2020, a new year, a new decade, and we are here to show you a new year of It's Time Radio with my guest host. And she's on once a month, so let's just call her co-host. The beautiful, the sensual, the ever-intelligent, the ever-fantasizing, calculating, exciting, questionable, what she's going to say, Sammy Phillips. Hi, Sammy. The F-bomb count starts now.
2: I'm going to try and not do it. Wow. why, Why do the predictable?
1: I like your New Year's resolution. Let's see if we can keep it to under 145 for the show, and that'll be an improvement.
2: And also, I just want to say thank you, Bruce. You know, I, I think it's the first time you've actually called me a co-host. Yeah, I, I'm sure I've done it before. Did it, but it, did, it, did it take 11 years? Well, you know, that's a good um, uh, internship or uh, whatever it's called when you're a, an apprentice. I
1: think it I think it had to do with the delicious dinner you made Brian and I over Christmas at your house, your beautiful home. Ooh, so, what'd so, you, tell,
2: you make? Tell, yeah. Tell me oh. more about it. What did I do?
1: Oh, you invited Brian over. <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had a wonderful dinner. I mean, Sammy made, uh, you know, Sammy's vegetarian, teacher. I, I knew so, that, yeah. yeah. Delicious lasagna. Um, the hors d'oeuvres, if that's still the proper word people use these days, were delicious. The wine was flowing. And we were laughing our butts off. We just had a great time. The three of us get together and we laugh. And that's the name of the game. We celebrated Christmas and um, and love and uh, friendship and There you go. So I figured I'd call her a co-host now. She passed Uh, the test.
2: And also, you fulfilled a dream for my Vasquez neighbors. Oh, yes, that's right. Tell TJ. You you go ahead and tell. Okay. So Bruce and Brian met the Vasquezes, My neighbors who are super fans of Bruce and the UFC um, and Alex and his small son who Bruce gave – uh, a suggestion of where the kid could go train um, because he's a massive child. He's like the size of a 10 year old, but he's two, right?
1: Yeah. Good guy.
2: He's a, he's a big kid, sweet kid. Um, and then Ruben, the brother, they had another pal and everybody crowded into my dining room and stood in a corner. I'm like, guys, come in, come in. Bruce was regaling with tales. They talked all about Conor McGregor. Everyone's got an opinion. Um, everybody posed for photos, it was great. It was like a meet and greet in my home. It was called a free appearance, Sammy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't believe that. Invoice is on the way. Yeah, yeah. The invoice.
1: Like, no, she made up for it with the dinner. It's okay. It's all. Say,
2: I paid for it with a meal.
1: Yeah, she paid for it with a meal. I work for food, TJ. I work for food. And by the way, everybody, that's TJ DeSantis, my co-host on his time radio for 11 years every week. There you go. And my producer. We made it, Mama. We did it. The
2: official,
1: TJ. Yeah, we did it. All right, guys, look, we have a lot of news to talk about. There's some uh, tough stories here we're going to talk about, as well as some feel-good stories, and uh, we'll rant and and rave as usual. But the big news of the week... The press conference was yesterday. Conor McGregor, Cowboy Cerrone, UFC 246 pay-per-view, January 18th, Saturday, Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena, sold out within hours, over $10 million gate, and pay-per-views will be flowing. Let's face it, Conor McGregor brings the biggest pay-per-view numbers of anybody in the UFC. I expect it to continue. I don't see any reason why it will not. What I did notice yesterday, TJ, and I'm sure you watched the uh, press conference, we have a very poised, a very proper Conor McGregor coming into this fight, showing respect to Cowboy Cerrone, who in turn is showing respect to Conor McGregor, who in turn laid out more f bombs yesterday than Conor McGregor, which is an unheard of fact, but it did happen. You know, if you count, if you do account for C- for Cerrone yesterday at the press conference, it's like counting Sammy on a past. Sure, sure, but but uh, isn't
0: Conor always saying Fukin. So he's always going to be yeah, lower, but I,
1: you know, Fookin. yeah, Fookin, But I honestly didn't even hear anything come out. I i. Saw Connor very, I don't want to say rehearsed, I don't mean that, but I will say practiced uh, coming on with the image that he's displaying now, which is an image of Conor McGregor of old, which I you know always loved. Um, it's very interesting. It's very interesting, and uh, it was fun to watch the press conference yesterday. And all I can say is I'm truly looking forward to the fight. I am truly looking forward to the fight. So Roney looks like he's really ready to bang. Connor's laid back, confident. And uh, according to the doctor, of the UFC in the best shape ever for UFC. Uh, according to Connor, his best training camp ever for a UFC fight. Cerrone, uh, totally ready to go, ready to throw you know to the wind and, and into Connor, and Connor's ready to throw in Cerrone, and Connor says he'll knock him out, and Cerrone says basically we're just going to have a fight, and it's going to be a fight for the ages. So here we go. Build this- bu- the buildup is there. The buildup is there. What, Sammy. When's the fight? Saturday, Saturday,
2: Saturday, Saturday, it's right. Saturday, Saturday, yeah. wait, this Saturday,
1: yes, honey, yes, January 18th, in Vegas, for, yes, I leave for Vegas tomorrow, it's, it's sold Girl, out in three I'm hours. No, too. we went, we went through this last time, I don't have tickets,
2: Sammy, I mean, it's sold I'm out. Not even- hang on a second. Why do you think I'm trying? I'm why do you think that I'm trying to whore myself out for a ticket? It's not about tickets. Oh, well, every, every time
0: you bring it up, Sammy, it, it's all about tickets. So it's
2: about tickets. I, okay. No, but this is more like market research. So Bruce, yeah. the last time you and I were in Vegas together, we did show prep. Yes. Right. Yes. So I think we should do a scale down version of maybe gambling. Family? You're going to be there. You're going to be there in Vegas. I'm going to be there in Vegas. I'm there until Sunday. Oh, you're here? this. You're
1: there in Vegas this weekend?
2: Oh, yeah. Apparently, you don't
0: listen. Okay. That. That, and that's really where all this I, started. Okay, no, got, no, no. Apparently,
2: I, I love weed too much because I'm there next weekend. Sorry. Oh, my <laughs> God. You see? Oh, my God, Sammy. Jeez. The, the last God. 90
0: seconds of this
2: show <laughs>
0: encapsulate. Really what everything uh, is all about when Sam
1: comes on this program. So there you go. There we go. All right. Let's get down to basics here. Okay, Sammy, have a nice time next weekend in Las Vegas. No,
2: I'm going to be there for the AVNs. Aren't you going to be there?
1: No, no. Next weekend I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina for UFC. My my, my whole whirlwind tour, I've got – I've got big announcements coming up, college basketball events, you name it. i got so much happening this year. I hope I'm home. That's all I do. I hope I'm home to enjoy my home life. That's how busy it's going to be. But right now, all I can see is UFC 246, Donald Cerrone, Conor McGregor, Walter Walterweight bout, Cerrone rated. It's you know, it's amazing, TJ. And I'm not questioning it. It's just it is amazing. Connor's not fought for eighteen months in the UFC. Cerrone has fought how many times in eighteen months? At four, least four. Four, let's four say. times,
0: I think. Yeah, at least.
1: And Connor's graded number four, and Cerrone's uh, contender number five. Okay, now the co-main event is the bantamweight bout between uh, the tough Raquel Pennington and Holly Holmes. That should be very, very entertaining. We have a heavyweight bout with Maurice Green, Alexi Olenek, uh, Claudia Gadalia is back against Alexa Grasso, and uh, Diego Ferreira against Anthony Pettis. Uh, it's a heck of a main card. And then you go down, Macy Barber and Roxanne Modafferi. I got to tell you, that's one of the fights I'm really looking forward to. Oh, the for,
0: good um, I mean, yeah, for good reason. I mean, literally, it's a pioneer in Roxanne Monteferi against uh, you know someone that is nicknamed the future and Macy Barber. Uh, Macy Barber is the biggest favorite on the card, and you know, really, honestly, from a betting standpoint, she really should win. But you cannot ever, ever sleep on the idea that Roxanne Modafferi will not succeed in fights that people feel like maybe she's outmatched and outgunned. Uh, I would go nowhere near this fight if I was uh, a better,
1: but uh, I'll be tuned in for sure. You know what? It's so funny—not funny, but it's it—it's it, it, so fascinating with Roxanne, her smile. She's so sweet, so nice. You can't even picture her as a fighter, and then she gets in there and turns it on. And she's fighting, let's face it, one of the toughest flyways to come around the UFC octagon in a long time, Macy Barber, who still has a long way to prove herself beyond the proof that she's already proven herself right. with. Before that, we have Sadiq Yusuf and Andre Feely. I feel that's going to be an excellent That'll fight. That'll be fight of, the night, fight of the night, in my opinion. That, yeah, they're going to go for it. You know, you're right, TJ. They're going to go for it. Um, Tim Elliott, always entertaining against Eskarov. Askar, uh, and Nazareth Hakprost against Drew Dober. Drew Dober, always a tough opponent. This is this is a heck of a card. I'm very excited about it. Donald Cerrone, Connor McGregor, we said it before. We talked about it. But, TJ, let me have your take. Uh, break down the fight real quick. Who's going to Uh Conor
0: early or Donald late?
1: Which seems to be the consensus of opinion. Connor before two rounds, Donald after. Do you know what the over-under is in this fight uh, round-wise? I'll get TJ? it for you.
0: Just uh, give me... No, I got, okay. it. I, I got no, it. I got it. I, I would say, uh, I mean, so what? It, what is the the time? Is it a round and a half, or is it two and a half?
1: Around, round and a half. One and a half. round and rounds. a half.
0: Yeah. So, uh, do you have a line on it?
1: Uh, yeah, I can get it for you. Well, in a I second, mean, I, I can get it for you. I'm
0: just curious. I would say, I would say that the under a round and a half is probably
1: going to be at minus money. Yeah, but I think the over. And again, I don't bet fights, but I think the over is a great bet. Oh, I think people yeah, are 100%. reacting. I think it's just—I actually think it's the bet of the century. Okay, I'm just putting it. Uh, out I'm not going to bet it. I'm not going to bet it. I think it's the best bet. Well, it depends, I, the on, the over one in depends on the line. Depends on the line.
0: I'm trying to pull up the line right now, and I'll, I'll get it.
1: Check it, ch- ch- check it while we're yeah. talking. Uh, Pay per view buys estimate. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say 1.2 million. I'll t- do you think it's going to hit 2 million no, again? i the under on that. I don't I don't know if it's going to break a million. Really? You don't no. think it will. Be interesting to see. Do you think that's anything to do with the ESPN Plus application or do you think it's with Conor McGregor being away for 2 years or a combination
0: of, of everything? I mean, I hope it does. I hope it does north of uh, a million, but I just I don't know. I, I'm just not feeling it. But I'm what not I, feeling the buzz the way that I normally do in Conor fights for whatever reason. Maybe it's maybe it's, it's because, because he's so it, reserved, honestly.
1: Yeah, no, that's the reason. That's totally the reason. It has to be because the publicity and the promo are out there. Um, now, let's go into some news. I just think it's going to be a huge show. I think it's going to do really well. Will it hit $2 million? That's questionable. But you know what? It's still going to be huge, and people are going to make a lot of money, and Cowboy's going to make millions. You know that going to make millions. I'm fine with that. I'm happy for him. I am so happy for Cowboy Cerrone. To have a big, 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 big payday. And I hope it's the biggest payday ever. I love when the, when these great fighters make millions of dollars. Definitely. Okay, let's go into the story. Two men have pleaded guilty. A library found, get this, guys, a library found it was missing $8 million of its rarest items, right? And they can't find out why. It turns out that two men pleaded guilty to the theft and receiving stolen property. Right, of $8 million worth of rare books, plates, and maps. We're taken from a Pittsburgh library. The person who stole it from out underneath the library kept selling it to a rare bookstore owner. The theft is now one of the world's largest losses to date. The people finally got caught. It is mind-boggling to me how you can run a business and have $8 million of product stolen out from under your feet and not know about it until years later. But be- with that being said... This relationship between these two people that were stealing these items goes all the way back to 1992. They were stealing them over a period of 25 years to the tune of eight million dollars. That's crazy. I mean, where's the where's these systems inside to see if things are being yeah, someone's, someone's stolen? Someone's you know, been
0: fired for their uh, terrible inventory work.
1: Yeah, that's just that's just crazy. Sammy, are you there? Did we lose you? TJ, did we,
0: we lose Sam? Sammy? I think your microphone actually might be muted.
2: Oh yeah, no, I'm here. Go. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was I you know, I was talking with cats and stuff when you guys were talking UFC. Sorry. You were talking with cats. Okay. So I'm sitting on my okay, guys. I worked to two AM on a porn set. I'm fucking exhausted. One. I'm, oh,
1: there's one one.
2: Oh two. fuck. Two. Oh, damn it. God bless it. I, I really was trying. You're, oh. you're, you're doing fine.
1: Keep it under two. You're doing great. No, no. Okay. okay. The, the The over under on the f
0: bombs is three and a half. What do you got? Two. No, no. You have to say yes, so you're taking the under. You don't think she's going to say it again? Oh, no. I
1: take the over. Yeah, three and, and a kidding? half.
2: Yeah, you have to take the over.
1: Yeah, yeah. Please, seriously.
2: Okay. All is right. Challenge. Okay. So hang on. Let me at least let me finish my thoughts, so people don't think I'm crazy. So I am literally. <clears throat> Sitting in my bed because I'm not laying, I'm sitting. And if I could show you, if our cameras were on, I could show you four sleeping
1: cats.
2: (gasps) My darlings, they're all surrounding me like I'm like Sheba, queen of the lions, or something. And go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. So I'm just, you know, kissing them and I'm loving on them. I've been on a porn set all, all day, every day, all week long. It's been crazy. You guys God, I, know what I've had to deal with, and it's I, not porn. It's I, the, other, the other shit.
1: I could make a joke right now that I would have made four years ago on the SNR show that I can't make. It's killing it. me. Yeah. That, let me, let, me kill me. Change, let me change the subject real quick. You mentioned cats.
0: Have uh, either of you two seen the uh, Netflix uh, documentary uh, Don't, Don't ask yeah. the Cats?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, who said that word? I, you didn't, did. say, I didn't say, yeah, I'm I didn't gonna,
1: say I, F. I, I said F. Sammy, I did. No, no, Sammy mentioned I it. Sammy met, Sammy mentioned it. And I did see it. I'm going to watch it. And I'll talk about it after I watch it with you guys. Because I, I don't really know anything oh, about it until my God, I do. Bruce. It Can is hear, hard I'm, to watch.
0: It,
2: okay. Oh, really? So just to, just to give everybody listening an idea, if you haven't seen any, like, you know, talk of it or anything. It's on Netflix. And it's Don't F with Cats. And it's a three-part docuseries um, on hunting an internet killer. So, you know, a lot of serial killers start out by maiming, torturing, and hurting animals. Yes. And there was a particular person who was posting videos on Facebook and other places of him torturing kittens. And people found out and started a massive Facebook page where they started, like, keyboard warriors started investigating and hunting and trying to find where in the world, who in the world this person was. And he did lots of tricks and, like, played a Russian um, uh, soap opera in the background. So when they were, like, dissecting the video of one of the videos, and what they do is, They show bits of the video that he posts, but not the most graphic part. It's still hard to watch. But The description, because the people behind the scenes uh, on Facebook, this group that were hunting him, talk very graphically and break down. It makes me cry about what he did. And then he graduates, of course, from kittens to a dog to a person. So now... And he's being hunted in every country, and this little Facebook group that was hunting him over kittens like had the most information on him. So it is so good. In the end, everything justice is served, and how it comes down. Spoiler alert: is-
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah, Sammy, don't give away too much because, quite no. frankly, it. No. I might, I might not watch it due to the content. I, I think I will just get peeved no, off like this. No, you, you gotta just watch it first. Watch no. it.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: All right. All right. Do.
2: Because the care, everyone in it, everything about it is fantastic except for those few moments where they actually hearken to the atrocities.
1: Okay, I I will watch it. I will watch it. I
2: walked out of the room. When it started coming on, I walked out and I came back in when it was It's probably
0: the darkest documentary I've ever seen. Um, But yeah, definitely worth your time, Buff.
1: Well, one of the darkest documentaries, you know, is out now with one of the darkest movies, which is The Joker. We talked about that the other day. And and Sammy, you gotta check that out and we'll talk about your opinion on that one after we watch it. But he will definitely win the best actor award. I'll check out this documentary on Netflix and we'll talk about it on the show next time you're on, Sammy. Okay, cool. Right, let me go on to another thing here. Um, we talk about shark attacks, but this is a post shark attack situation. It's horrid. All right. <clears throat> A rising star in the NAIA Champion Soccer League, okay? Or Soccer League, excuse me. And he was a champion in the league. His name is Eric Baragheny, if I said that correctly, from Perth, Australia. He was a standout player for Hastings College in Nebraska, okay? He won a national title with the team in 2016. He was at Twilight Beach, right, Um, near Esperance in Australia when he was swept into the ocean, By a swell. His friends tried to save him with a life preserver, but the current was too strong, and he was washed out to sea. They found his body. And this is horrid. They found his body. His sister and his father found his body, and he was being eaten by sharks when they found him. Okay, the man's body was discovered on Tuesday, and sharks were spotted just attacking his corpse in the water. Quite big, great white they're talking about. Can you imagine? He's missing your sister and your father are out looking for you, and they find you in the water being eaten by sharks after you've already passed away, of See, course. But how I mean, It's
0: is terrible, that? Bruce. But I thought we talked constantly on the show that sharks don't generally want to eat you; they don't know what you are, and they take a taste and then they immediately sort of let go. What what changed here that they were feeding on him?
1: I really don't know because that is you know that's been said many times is that they'll attack and then they'll be done. So I don't really oh, know what's thats
0: that, I mean. Don't get me wrong it's a, it's a grim and very tragic story but that's tragic, what, that's what I'm yeah. taking away from here is somehow some sharks apparently do have an appetite for humans
1: I guess they do you know here's proof and proof and pudding Sammy this next story is going to be a little tough for you okay tough for anybody to listen to uh, did you hear the story about this former Kentucky governor named Bevin who pardoned a child rapist um, yeah, yeah 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 and the reason and the reason he pardoned the child rapist was partly because the hymen of the nine-year-old victim was still intact. Can you tell me – I mean, do I need to explain anything? Uh, no,
0: and I don't even want to go on any further than that. Like,
2: what the hell? Yeah. What the hell? I, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh- Is he a Democrat or Republican? Uh, He's a disgusting Uh, human being.
0: That's what he is. He's a Republican. Doesn't matter what he is. I mean, Uh, that's just gross. No, but
2: I'm sorry, but they have a history of having uh, questionable people in higher up positions that are constantly accused of things of this nature. I just and then Trump loves to. Say how great that person is publicly, and it's like, what are you talking about? Well, so, you know,
1: here, go good. Sorry.
2: No, no, no. That's it. Like, um, well, you he, know, here's
1: here's the thing. The the, uh, the accused, right? The criminal, right? Involved his name is um uh, Mika Schulte, right? He was convicted in 2018. He was sentenced. He was convicted to rape, sodomy, and sexual abuse. He was sentenced to 23 years in prison. Now, a study in 2012. By the uh, journal forensic Science International found that ninety percent of child victims don't suffer physical damage from sexual abuse, but sexual abuse is still sexual abuse
2: it's psychological as well
1: yeah of course of course I, I i was I was
2: appalled if that's the proper word when I read this obviously there's something like going on beneath the story. He pardoned that person for a reason, right yeah but that but, he, Wait, but that's one of the key broke, reasons. Oh, there's something. No, that is the public reason. That's what he's using to face the nation. Okay. But there is another reason because literally to say that a hymen's not broken is not well, a reason to say that a child hasn't well, been So Well, to me
0: that I mean, god, I hate, hate even saying this, but that sort of kind of opens the door legally for other forms of what I think would be molestation and rape. Uh, to be argued in court that it doesn't, you know, fit
2: the description. Yeah, right. because there is no physical right. remnant. Right. right. Um, obviously, that guy doesn't watch any Law & Order, because if you watch Law & Order, uh, SVU, I was about to say Criminal Intent, because I love that one too, but the SVU, then you would know the psychological effects of sexual trauma on a child. And they don't always distribute it or, um, you know, uh, exhibit it. It, Yeah, exhibit it physically. A lot of it comes out in behavioral issues. A lot of it can,
0: you know, be sort of on like a a time delay where the issues don't come out until they actually become, you know, sexually mature and and want to explore that part of their lives and can't because there's this huge mental block.
2: Yep.
1: Right. Well – We'll see, you know, not we'll see, we saw, it's here, it's in, it's in black and white, but just, it's disturbing. It's disturbing. Yeah, man. The, I cut it's,
2: it. It. it's, you know, God has a way of, uh, being just and swift with everyone. So this guy who got off, you know, sometimes when you have to take someone down, they have to be at the top or their perceived top to really feel it when they fall. So, you know, this guy got out, it's like a get out of jail free card, and he's going to be at the top, and then someone's going to cut his legs off, figuratively, not literally. But well, you know if, it- ha-
1: if it happens, we'll report on it when it happens. So let's go on to the next story, as disturbing as this one is. The next story involves uh, some sexual content here that we'll discuss. But uh, a buddy of mine, Jeremy Roenick, who's uh, the very well-known hockey player from the past, hockey star, and he's a uh, commentator or an analyst on NBC. They suspended him. And again, I'm only talking about this because you know this happens a lot. But I want to get your opinion on it, Sammy, on the uh, severity of it, how you feel about it. So Jeremy was suspended after a joke he made about threesomes with a coworker. Okay. Oh yeah. So, so he was suspended uh, indefinitely without pay after this professional turn analyst went on a podcast. And made sexual comments about his coworkers. So he's a 20-year veteran. If you don't know Jeremy, he played for the Blackhawks, the Coyotes, and the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, he was on the Barstool Sports Spitting Chicklets podcast where he was talking about his colleagues, Catherine Tappan and Patrick Sharp. And at one point, what he brought up was is that he discussed going on a vacation with his wife and Catherine Tappan. And revealed that he joked with a hotel guest during the vacation about their situation, um, saying, I Saying I play it off like we're going to bed together every night, the three of us. And then he explained it would never happen, but added, if it really came to fruition, that would be really good. Later in the interview, Ronick praised the host as a co-worker saying she's one of the most professional sports personalities I know. And then Ronick also gushed about his appearance, saying he's beautiful, and I have to think about it if he asked me, and I wouldn't say no. Or as for Sharp, wrote a gush about his appearance and said, it said I wouldn't say no right away." That was it. Okay, so I'm not saying that it was right, but I want to get your opinion, Sammy. Does that is that worthy of being suspended on a podcast uh, to say that? Yeah,
2: absolutely not. Uh, God bless. If uh, if I could get fired for half the shit I say on your show, come on, it's an opinion and it's a joke. There's a thing called a sense of humor. There, you know, I say shit all the time. That's yeah, not necessarily we to, to me. It comes, but that's not necessarily, you know like it. It's also called entertainment. It's it's it, he was there. You know, that could be his sense of humor. He didn't say he definitely did it. He didn't accuse anyone of doing it. He made a joke Same, about. Doesn't it. it
0: come down to also the people in question whether or not they're offended and upset by it? Because it doesn't sound like there's an offended uh, party here.
2: Okay, so for us with our we had like a, a sexual harassment uh, training with with our company that I wasn't privy to because I'm an independent contractor, which I think is really stupid since I run the productions of my company and I should probably know all the ins and outs of what they're teaching the company. So if I face it on a set, I'm aware.
1: I absolutely, absolutely agree with you, Sammy.
2: Yeah. Well, no, there was a whole big discussion about it and I was iced out and I'm like, um, when I was a radio host on CBS radio where I went on air and talked about my opinions, I still had, and I was not an employee. I was an independent contractor. I still had to take all of those courses, um, diversity, sexual harassment training, all of it, because I'm representing a company each and every time I go on air. So I had to be very well aware of what I was saying because I could create a shit storm. And if anybody doesn't notice, I'm replacing the word F with shit. Ha ha! Ha! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. So anyway, um, with this most current uh, sexual harassment training that I was not privy to, but what everybody told me was, and I already know this, is it might not be an issue between the two people uh, that it's happening between, but if anyone witnessing it within the company feels offended by it, whether you're saying something that's a joke between two people, we've had people go to human resources saying that they were offended about someone saying, uh, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. There's three. Because three. Okay, well, three. they're all they... oh, fucked. Shit. Be over. Buff. <laughs> You lose, you lose the over
1: <laughs> No, keep keep going, Sam. I'm really admiring your ability to uh, hopefully refrain. So keep continuing. <laughs>
2: uh, where was I? Because now I got <laughs> for Other people being F.
1: offended uh,
0: by.
2: Oh yeah. So, so um, the the Jesus effing Christ. Um, that particular person was religious and uh, could not. You know, that was offensive to put the F word with the Jesus word. And even though that co-worker was, the other one wasn't in the area, but the other one overheard it, it doesn't matter. It still offended the co-worker. So shit is that PC right now God. where you you have to, you know, also, I'm a big hugger. I hug everyone that comes on our set. All the talent, all the crew, the first day of production, the last day of rap, I hug. So it was pointed out to me, those people that I hug obviously don't mind. We're friends. But what if someone else witnessed it and felt uncomfortable? Right. My hugging. Right. Right. So and I say, fuck them. No, <laughs> no, you know, no it's,
1: it's a tough one for me too, Sammy. Because you know, it's being the way I was raised and being Italian. I want to give part of that to my background and my loving family, and you know, the fact we always hug each other. and And i i I show a lot of affection towards my friends. I have no problem man hugging or whatever. But I've really toned it down. I mean, there's no body to body touch. It's simply maybe even a one arm around, if anything. But I've really swayed from hugging a lot for the reasons that you're talking about, Sammy. It's a very sensitive society in which we live. And when you look at the story I'm talking, we're talking about right now, yes, people can be offended by it. And yes, people could say you should have been suspended. But a lot of people are not offended by it in this case of this one, like you. And, um, I think it's kind of like myself, but there are rules and regulations in place with each company, but it is such a sensitive world. And people have other aspirations for financial gain in certain areas. You have to be careful. It's almost like we just have to become like Stepford people, you know, just walking around and just being as absolutely proper as possible. I know,
2: but here's the thing. Aren't podcasts a safe space?
1: No, obviously not.
2: They should be. They're I not. mean, look at all the people that are big podcasters, like the Joe Rogans or the Adam Carollas and the Mark Marons and the Bruce Buffers. <laughs> yeah, but, no, yeah, but look at how they've toned all their shows down.
1: Huh? I mean, look at some of the comedians on stand-up. I see different routines by comedians that would go crazy four years ago. They don't go as crazy as It's not worth the they risk. They want to take Yeah, the it's not chance.
2: worth the risk, unfortunately. Yeah. And crazy. look at how people respond when a comedian does something semi-questionable,
1: where – Kevin you know, Hart Kevin Hart yes. was, yeah, yeah it's, uh,
2: where, where before four years ago it would have been part of his routine nobody would say
1: the a word the reason right? I
0: say unfortunately is because the it's causing people to pretty much in my opinion be disingenuous not being you know honest to who they are and, and, and the craft of things I'm all for I- ensuring an environment where you make people you know feel comfortable and safe but at the same time like at what cost are we just not saying what we feel because it may or may not be taken a, a certain way and arguably in in certain uh, aspects of things it's actually changing the narrative of very serious uh, conversations
1: it has absolutely changed the narrative and i find in myself as i talk about this with you is that i second guess things i'm about to say sometimes never used to be that way because i'm a very proper gentleman Right. But, but also
2: I, you know, it's like the whole expression, my views are my views alone and not that of my employer. Like people oftentimes even put that on the bio of their social that's media crazy to me. Yeah. Like it, like, crazy. I don't know uh,
0: if you're the spokesperson for a company, then maybe I think what you say may directly reflect your company's uh, opinions and, and whatnot. But if you're just a guy who works for a company, I don't think you need to put that on your your Twitter, that anything you say doesn't necessarily reflect the views of your employer. Like, yeah, no kidding, because you're a guy. And just because you're a Patriots fan doesn't mean that your company uh, is a supporter of the you know, New England Patriots. Like, it, it's weird.
1: Well, certain things need to go unsaid, unsaid. And many things need to be said. So that's what we're doing on the show. I think we just pointed out the fact that we all are very, uh, I don't want to say tepid, but you've got sure. to think twice. You just got to think twice. You can't free flow that much anymore. You know, there's always that danger. Something wrong could come out. It's not the most fun way to live, but it's a necessity these days. Make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah totally.
1: Okay. Now here's another thing and talk about this one. TJ, what you
2: to say If you were sitting here in my bed, Yes, I have cats surrounding me. And I, by the way, I took a little video. I'm going to post it and tag you guys just so you can see what I see. But I have the beautiful penthouse pet of the year, Kenna James, staying with me. And I heard her door creak open as you were talking, Bruce. And I looked over. Beautiful, angelic, naked, gorgeous babe walked right by and into the bathroom. And it distracted me. Sorry.
1: Well, you just distracted me. So thank I'm you. Very offended. Much. I'm, I'm
2: offended. I'm <laughs> offended. Are you offended? Uh, uh, TJ's I'm offended.
1: offended. <laughs> Lawyer up
0: baby I mean I, I don't okay, have any cats in the studio with me so I'm offended. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, I can make a joke that I would have made 4 to 5 years ago that I will not make today for obvious reasons. Okay, here we go. So now, Tyson Fury, the boxer, okay? He's got a rematch February 22nd against Deontay Wilder. And he's acting a bit jerky before his big rematch. That's not a quote from me. It's a quote from the article I was reading. And I'll tell you why. He's claiming that to prepare for his big match, he's masturbating seven times a day. Whoa. Masturbating seven times a day, he feels, to keep his testosterone pumping. In his words, I'm masturbating seven times a day to keep my testosterone pumping. Pump it, pump it, pump it, pump it up. Don't you know, I got it to keep active and the testosterone flowing for the fight. Don't want the levels to go down. Now, my question is, TJ, is it the fact that boxers used to always say we don't have sex yeah. during training is because it can reduce their level of yeah, testosterone. I, I'm not sure. I about was that.
0: under the understanding that if you wanted to have uh, a blood test done to where your testosterone levels were actually lower, that is the method to ensure that that would
1: be the case. So exactly, yeah. exactly. Plus it drains your adrenals. I, I only know one thing. If I was a sparring partner and he took a break in the third round, I don't know if I want to box him when he came back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm offended. Oh boy. <laughs> You're offended. Okay. There
2: we go. Lawyer up. Okay. There we go. <laughs> okay. Wait, <but> I don't <laughs> understand. I thought that they don't, they don't want to orgasm because it depletes your energy. That's the point we're trying right. to make, and but what I understand, it
1: can deplete it. He's saying it increases his testosterone. I wish I had uh, one of my doctor friends on to get a comment on this, but I found it to be a—he's entertaining as it is normally. Now he's you know becoming
2: even more right. entertaining. Right. Is there we- difference between testosterone and energy? Like you know, it might build up testosterone to where you're like, I can really kick his ass, but like, does it really? give you more energy or doesn't it at the end? I mean, there's okay. A, there's a Bruce, reason dudes fall go, asleep if,
0: after that, generally.
2: I was going to say, if you go 12 rounds in your bed, Bruce, are you getting up and fighting somebody?
1: If I have to, if I don't want to. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean.
1: I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, well good Good luck with that one, Tyson. Um, maybe you should invite a friend instead of being on your own. But just just saying. Okay, so now uh, Jay, I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly. This whole esports thing is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and we're always talking about it on the show. But this 26 year old NFL pro bowler, who is now a current free agent, but he's going to stay for the NFL, but he's going to stay competitive in a different sport. He's officially signing with the Philadelphia Union for the 2020 EMLS Cup campaign. He's going to become a FIFA 20 player and go for the big money. There's a lot of mainstream athletes that are becoming serious gamers. Uh, NBA stars Gordon Hayward, Carl Anthony Towns, De'Aaron Fox. Also, legends like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, Alex Rodriguez, and other guys are investing in esports. There's a big, big moves being made here. We've talked about it on the show. I'm uh, My trainer also trains Rick Fox, the NBA champion from the Lakers, who is heavily involved in his own esports organization. This is another area I plan on working a good amount in during 2020. This whole industry, Sammy, TJ knows, Sammy, it's getting huge. There's a guy named Ninja who's a pro gamer. Sammy makes a half half million dollars a month, half million
2: a month, right? It's crazy. All right, now we talk, go ahead. uh, (coughs) Sorry, Um, gamer is in um, video, uh, those games or gamer is in uh, gambler? Video games.
1: no, it's called okay. esports, Sammy. Esports is video game competition. Yeah, League of Legends, things like Fortnite. That. Yeah. yeah, Fortnite. You know, Fortnite and- made Sammy listen. Fortnite made one point eight billion last year. They gave one hundred million away in tournament winnings this year. One hundred million is being given away this year in tournament winnings. Okay, it's crazy. Big, big stuff. All right. I was
2: going to say in the adult world, a lot of not a, a ton, but there are quite a few adult superstars and centerfolds that are big like twitch uh like uh, superstars like they go on their twitch account and they play their video games and everybody watches them which that,
1: that's right and they're making tons of money doing that
2: yes yes
1: yep yep it's my crazy. boys my boys watch twitch all the time uh rupert is sworn off gaming he was a huge gamer gaming hours and hours a day um, we had to, not we, but his parents, Kristen and Chris, or his parents, had to, you know, put down the proper family rules or whatever. Rupert's cold turkey, stopped playing video games. He's more into his artwork now, and he's painting Van shoes and working in theater in school, and it's very interesting to see the transition. While Henry, who's extremely intelligent, does amazing in school, and still loves his gaming, but won't play Fortnite anymore. He spreads it out amongst other Fields. This is the future. The kids love video games. I love video games when I was a kid, and if they were the, to the level they are today, maybe I would have loved them a lot more. The kids like the kids are doing today. Wait, so they had, they had video knows. games when you were a kid. When what? I was not a kid, not not a kid, but when I got in my, they really came out. Pong and everything came out of my like when I was eighteen, you know, all that the, the centipede and the oh and yeah, those uh,
0: are the classics, uh, man. Those are the those are the great. yeah the
1: classic. Yeah, it started really taking off in my early 20s, and I really always have enjoyed gaming, and that's one of the reasons I made three video games, and in the year 1999 came out with Ready to Rumble Boxing. It was one of my biggest things I wanted to do when I partnered up with Michael was make the Let's Get Ready to Rumble yep. Boxing game, of which we sold – Almost four million yeah. games, you know. But back when I made the game, there was only three hundred and fifty made that year, and the next year, thirty five hundred. And today, there's probably and over ten thousand a year. That, you that don't was a hear great about. game.
0: I remember playing that game with all of my friends in middle school and high school because it was just there are very few games where you can just sit and play with four or five friends and just take turns and, and be entertained. Uh, and I, I'm really surprised that that uh, hasn't had a, a next gen uh, sort of sequel.
2: Yeah,
1: can
0: you? I,
2: I,
1: yeah, I'm working on it, guys. It's it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's a different industry now, but it is on my, my my bucket list, but on my business plan to revamp the Ready to Rumble game, the first chance I get. And I've had a couple of near misses last year, and I'm going to work on some others this year. just one of the many things we work on here at Buffer Enterprises. So let's see how that goes. In the meantime, last week we talked about Steve McQueen's Mustang from the movie Bullet, of which there were only two, that has been up for auction. Well, it did auction off this week. Okay, TJ, I know you have notes. How much do you think it went for? Um Or if you did if you didn't see it, Sammy, how much do you think it went for? Just tell me how much do you think it went? I'll,
0: I'll say three quarters of a million. Three point
1: four million wow. dollars. with the, the the buyer fee, which is when you buy things at auction, you have to pay a, a auction fee that goes to the auctioneer, which is usually ten or fifteen percent. Uh so a total of three point seven four million was the cost of the car. And, and, now, and, I spoke and, with and when do you get it off? When do you pick it up? Yeah, right. I'd love to, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Steve's other car, his uh, Porsche uh, Turbo, which I know and, have, and actually ridden in, I drove in it with Chad because uh, Chad had that forever after his dad passed in 1980. But that sold a few years back for 1.95 million, if not mistaken. I But I spoke. Bad. Yeah, I, I spoke to Chad yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go see him. You know, we we've, we've been best friends for years. He said that he offered the man who was selling the Mustang to help market it, you know, put a little more provenance behind it with a little more emphasis from the Steve McQueen brand estate. The man turned it down. He was not the easiest to deal with. Yes, he got a lot of money, but Chad said he left a million on the table. And Chad worked with him as he's worked with others and really put a more um, authenticity on it beyond what was already there. He feels, and he knows because he works with his dad's stuff, selling them all the time here and there, he feels he would have brought him another million. It would have gone for over $4 million. But So $3.4 million is the highest price tag ever paid, for a mustang except for the 2.2 million that was paid for a 67 shelby gt uh, a while back so there you go steve mcqueen and memorabilia rolls on okay folks six things to let go of if you want to be happier this year okay i'm just going to read them to you and you can comment all right letting fear hold you back from something you want to do i think that's the biggest problem a lot of people have Holding on to old grudges or grievances. you got to let go, folks. you got to let go. If you haven't taken care of it, take care of it and let it go. Worrying about what other people think of you. I think these make very good sense. A lot of people are so caught up in that. The need to be right in every conflict. I think another word for that is called stubborn. You know. So basically what I'm reading from all these different things is trying to relieve internal stress in your body to help keep you to be a happier person. Is that how you interpret that, Sammy? Yeah, for sure. You know, because these oh, are all valid. They're all you know, valid points. All valid yes. points.
2: They're wise, and they are common sense. Kind of that you know,
1: should just practice. Agreed. Agreed. All right, Sammy. We're at the end of the show. Why don't you let us know what's happening? Anything you want to tell our wonderful audience? And uh, happy New Year, darling.
2: Aw, oh, I love you. Love um, you too. What do I want to tell everybody? Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry for all my f bombs. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I don't mean to offend Republicans because there are quite a few very nice of you guys out there and girls and one of my best friends is one so I, I talk a bunch of shit on the show but it's for um, entertainment purposes I really, only Yeah, I, I really do love everybody and yes, if, sure. if any Republican was really in dire straits and reached out to me I would help them um, I wouldn't hold it against them so I just had to put that out there And then I just have to tell you how stressful and how tiring porn work is for real, guys. Like, you have no idea. The things I had to do for one movie alone, I had to replace two female talents the day of their call times. And do you know how hard it is to find someone ready to do anal the morning (laughs) Well, I, I I I'm at a loss for words at the
1: end of the show talking about what's going on in your life, Sammy, but no, I really don't know the answer Man. to that question. Okay, time
0: honestly. time for a Netflix documentary of Sam <laughs> Phillips day
1: to day business.
2: <laughs> I can okay. So
1: I had a problem balancing my checkbook yesterday, <laughs> not necessarily as high as your problems, but that's okay. Or as okay. or excuse me, as deep as your problems.
2: Thank you. <laughs> God, so God. in in one day, Literally, I had to replace the first girl call time. Um, having nothing to do with anal, she was having vaginal issues. So last minute, I had to replace that girl. Then, Keep it
1: clean. Keep it clean. Yep. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, no. I'm just uh, very brief. Then yeah. the, um, the second girl had uh, backside problems and her agent forgot to tell me to unbook the girl. So I had to replace two girls. And what it entails is, I've got to find a girl that's my company worthy, you know, that we would shoot them last minute. Not everyone is in the higher top tier of echelon of adult star ready to go at a moment's notice for anal. So they cannot have eaten since the day before. They had to do all their, quote, backside prep the day before. The morning of... So, you know, to find someone just sitting at home, all prepped and ready to go. Not to be gross,
0: Sam, this sounds impossible. Like, this sounds like something that cannot
2: be done. Yeah. Okay, so then I get a call from our location manager. So we did one movie uh, Monday, Tuesday, another movie yesterday and Friday. So on Tuesday, I get a call after dealing with all the anal stuff from the location manager of the same locations, you know, she handled every, all the different ones, saying that the boxing gym location of my second movie, which is like a million-dollar baby porn movie, boxing movie, right now it's called Below the Belt, but we'll, we'll change it. So, and um, the gym that we rented, uh, they're doing construction on the roof on Friday, so uh, sorry. And we had already... Put a deposit down months before to have these two days. I booked all these talents. Some of them are on two days crossover dialogues. Like it's a feature, it's a porn feature. So it's a bigger than normal adult movie. Like it's got a story, it's got a backstory, it's got a freaking arc, the whole nine yards. Well, so- obviously,
1: it obviously has a backstory. I'm just sorry, get it
2: going. <laughs> So I ended up having to find another location for for Friday. And then the location we were at, with all these things happening to me, the guy called and said, yeah, you need to be out by 10 p.m. So – We normally don't have a hard out because usually you go overtime. There could be wood problems. There could be someone late to set. There could be I had to replace two talents, so we had to wait overtime for them to get there, dealy do, get made up, the whole nine yards. So they basically were kicking us out, and the scene wasn't even done. I I I can't even tell you, guys. I want to die. And then there's tomorrow, and then next week there's AVN. Where I have to, you don't even know. So if anybody's at AVN next week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and Saturday, find me at the Penthouse booth. I'll be walking around, doing the things, hanging out with Penthouse pets. We have a gifting suite. Just come up to me, no matter what you are. I'll hug you. I'll love you, and uh, that's it. And you can find more information. Twitter is the Single Life. Instagram, Sam's pajama party and Facebook is Sammy Phillips. And sounds, there you go. That's why like, I sound like, that's why I sound like shit guys. Listen to me. No, Don't you know you know I sound like some no, crazy?
1: No, old no, lady? no, no, no. You sound, you sound like the Sammy yeah. we know and love yeah. and that, that was your week. TJ, how was your week? Oh, no. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all. Can you top no. that? But Sammy. Thanks honey. I appreciate it. Go ahead. See, I got to go guys. I got to
2: go.
0: I got to get going. No, we, we need to go. Cause go. I'm exhausted. Cause Sam just, uh, told, yeah, that story. Uh,
2: no, I just wanted to know how TJ's that, week was. You can't just unmind. You can't, can't top it's, your week, Sammy. I think no, TJ's is It's McGregor is okay. Fight
0: Week. Follow me at TJ DeSantis. <laughs>
1: All right, and uh, follow me at Instagram Bruce Buffer UFC and Twitter at Bruce All right, everybody, another interesting and and fun fun show at It's Time Radio with our co-host Sammy Phillips and of course my co-host and producer T J DeSantis. Sammy, love you. Thank you. You have a great week. I hope everything um, you take care of those back problems and everything works out okay on set.
2: Oh, it's going to be great, and uh, apparently I will see everybody not this weekend in Vegas, but next weekend.
1: And my, my girl, Kitty, helped you with your equipment and everything?
2: Oh, so we ended up um, having equipment at that location for the day, the one day that we were there yesterday. Okay. Good.
1: So, and then this we this, had this conversation can ha- happen off the air. Ah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah I, do, I do have to go. I do have to go. Say, I'm sorry, guys. I hate when I have to end the show like this. Bye. So much to do today. i got to leave for Vegas. Sammy, love you. TJ, All the best to you, my brother. We'll be back next week. We'll be talking about the big show, UFC 246. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. So get ready, people. Conor McGregor, he's back. Cowboy Cerrone. He's in. It's going to be a war, folks. I'll see you from the Octagon on Saturday. Everybody treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them so you can be the best you can be when you set on that path. Because if you're the best you can be, whether you're the best in the world or just the best job you can possibly do on your own, then that means you're winning. And that's what 2020 is all about. It's time to win, folks. Tune in with us next week, and we'll talk about winning much more. Love you all. Big cheers. No fears forever. Buffer out.
2: The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.